Who wants to get funky tonight? It's cool. I like it. Those stories are all lies. Ask me if I did shit. <laughs> I know those guys well. They're the right couple of bastards. Okay. Chicken ain't nothing but a bird. Alright. Everybody, welcome. It's another episode of the Silver Emotion Podcast. Um, what do I say next? I say that my name is Will. My name is Steven, for my little tad bit of input there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's another week. It's, uh, oh, well, Okay. Fans trying to kill us, that's all. Uh, yeah, that's okay. So, it's another week. It's uh, another anime. It's uh, another space train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this? Uh, 1981, directed by Rintaro. It's called Adieu Galaxy Express 3-9. And there was a, a subtitle, yeah, but I don't remember what it was. It was like Final Destination Andromeda. Or there you go. Like that, that. that sounds right. That sounds right. It's close to that, if not exact. I found it interesting that the uh, the title, the actual title, is Sayonara. Yeah, yeah. It's but a, they translated it to French for some reason. Yeah, which I don't know. It's kind of I kind of like that actually. I kind of feel like that because the way they're using it is like this. I don't know. It's it, it's a lot heavier usage of sayonara than just bye you know it, it's not yeah. see ya it's not <laughs> that's true and sayonara in japanese is more of a serious goodbye it's not just a hey we'll be back next time it's okay it's more of a it's gonna be a while kind of thing like a, maybe never see you again kind of thing oh wow goodbye. So it, okay. if, if, especially if done to like a close family member it's it, means of a significant huh. separation it's not just a see you tomorrow kind of a thing so do and you know what the see you tomorrow thing is um usually i hear it as like jana jana <laughs> but there's a there's actually another one that they use in the movie itself that i hear them use which again is a very a much more formal and heavier kind of a goodbye i think is sarabada Ooh. So that that one they actually say in the movie a couple of times. Uh-huh. I think uh, at the end with Faust falling into the big black hole or whatever it is. Yeah. I think he says that. Oh, okay. He doesn't even say sayonara. <laughs> yeah, he's, he says something else. He yeah. says the sarabada, I believe. Huh. Someone in there somewhere uses it. But yeah, it is. Which It's, it's also kind of funny because that end credit song is in English, it is. except for Sayonara. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. Speaks it. So it is a weird one. Yeah, that is strange. But, like, at the same time, I kind of like it. It gives it this kind of uh, much more, I don't know, artsy air to it that it's striving for in this 
It does. Like it, it yeah. feels like a better match for the meaning and intent of the title. Yeah. Than w- just goodbye. If it, they'd just done a straight translation. If they translated it to English? Yeah. Yeah, that that would be that's a big no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. <laughs> it just would not have worked as <laughs> yeah. goodbye, Galaxy Earth. Right. Like, no, that that's they yeah. needed to do something different. And so I mean, I think Sayonara would have worked if they just left it. Yeah. But I just yeah, I find it interesting that like because why it's it's a widely enough known word yeah in the english speaking yeah parts of the, you'd think that would be a connected but i don't know i kind of i kind of feel like adieu does it does the job too it's just it does yeah and it's, it's fine just, i just it, it is a why weird, yeah it is a weird <laughs> choice of uh, translation yeah but you know that's their their prerogative and you know i have a feeling this being such an old film. Yeah. And I don't know when it's... Don't say it like that. It's as old as I am. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but um, that... And I mean this as in it's been around a long time before the anime community in the West oh, really yeah. developed. That's true. And so I have a feeling that m- there was early on in the the anime fandom this had to be a bootleg and had to and so i suspect this may have been a fan name for it of what fans at the time were just calling it and not an official title and maybe just kind of gained that knowledge and reputation of it as adieu galaxy express if somebody Hmm. else was just and then it became the official title because why not if everyone already knows i don't know i mean this Uh, this is one that i've never really because I don't know when this actually first got an official English release. Yeah. If this DVD I have is the first official release, or if I sure it got, like, it might have had one of those, like, super cut-up TV airing releases yeah, possibly, that some of the Harlock yeah. stuff has had. Right. Um, so, I don't know. It's it's going to... That's a, a mysterious bit of translation. To, yeah. Well, it's one of the mysteries of life. Yeah. We'll just have to not know. <laughs> Maybe if we ever uh, meet up with Rintaro, we can ask him. Right. <laughs> so the first movie was a reanimation of the, se- the, the, the series? Yeah, yeah, it was a complete retelling. Okay, but it was reanimated. Yeah, yeah. Right. The, the series had not even ended. And the manga had not even end, ended, so it was just straight up the very first time that story had ever had a conclusion was that movie. Right, I remember you talking about in that. In fact, okay. I think by the time this movie came out, the original series in the manga probably did not have an ending yet. I don't think oh, that okay. ended for years after uh, the first movie came out, so I think hmm. it was still running. Um, okay. So this is a very odd, and in, in general, Leiji Matsumoto not huge on continuity and making things line yeah. up neatly he, eh. just not what he was concerned with <laughs> in his cares stories about continuity <laughs> you're, right. you're making art <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to tell a good story right right but this this movie is its own thing right it's not as, like an adaptation of the as far as i know series or anything and i'm pretty sure the series ends where that first movie ends okay or at least in some equivalent f- form yeah um, and this is because this takes place several years after his first journey on the train, right? When he and so this is a couple years after 
the machine world has been destroyed and yeah and now they have a new machine world to yeah destroy. That, <laughs> it was just like I, I was if you had asked me exactly what happened in the first movie before i watched this second movie i would be a little shaky but watching this one all this stuff started coming back to me i was like oh right they blew up the machine world and then eventually we get to the you know the towards the end of the movie and it's just like oh there's another machine world like <laughs> jesus christ what is this star wars with the fucking death stars like you, come on man you know i mean <laughs> i do kind of feel like this is the return of the jedi to the yeah. original films new hope but yeah no i i don't think it's a bad thing here but it was a little like oh yeah they've just made another one okay <laughs> <laughs> And that, like, it, it does feel in some ways kind of redundant to what the first film was already doing. It, yeah, in a way, yeah. And so that is kind of like a, okay, I'm not sure why this film really needed to be made, but... Yeah. In terms of just as a movie, it seems like it was conceived as a film, and so it seems a lot more cohesive. It doesn't... Yeah, yeah. It, like, the first one while it's you know it's good i like it but it's kind of episodic where you can tell like oh this was right. one episode of the show right <laughs> like uh, watching it i was like oh man this would be a this would really be a great premise for a series to yeah. have him stop off at a new planet every episode or two right. and, and have an adventure and leave and you know that's a great premise for a series so yeah it's you know almost like a star wars i mean star trek sort of a thing yeah where they're going to different planets and stuff but uh, but the the second movie has little episodes like that where they're going to different places, but it seems a lot more like cohesive. I don't yeah, know. it's there's a lot more uh, threads that run through. Right. That he's searching for Maytel at first, and yeah, they meet up, and there's actually this through line of what they're doing and why, and right. the ghost train keeps showing up, and yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I was definitely lost at many points. But this one definitely it was easier to sort of track. Yeah. I'd be interested to watch the first one again, though, because now I'm a lot more familiar with the yeah. idea and what the hell is going on and stuff. Right. And like you, you said, you were remembering the first film more, and I was like more confused on it because I've seen both films. So I was like, oh, which one was which film? God damn. Now I'm oh, like, okay. even because it's been a bit since we watched the first one. Yeah. It, yeah, it has been a while. And so it's just been enough for that to fade out, enough to blur with this <laughs> one and just be like, oh, wait, which, did that happen in the previous film or is this just kind of happening again because this film kind of does similar things sometimes? But Yeah. Hmm. Well. Uh, that's a question only you can answer. <laughs> right. I maybe should have watched the first one again before jumping in. Yeah, this you could story. have. You could have. It's uh, yeah. Get yourself a train whistle and go to, go to town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, All but, aboard. But you did mention Star Wars earlier. Did I? I forget. Yeah. How it's uh, like the Death Star coming back. Oh right, 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 right. right. Yes, I did. And there's definitely some Star Wars influence on this movie. Yeah. Like, there's some of the little alien ships have, like, the little TIE fighter windows, if you've noticed. Oh, really? Like, they're... 
they don't really, really look notice. like tie fighters but they're like their front window is totally yeah. that like hexagon or yeah, yeah. whatever the fuck shape you know it is. you know where star wars got that huh. there's a 50s movie called the dam busters it's a it's a world war ii movie and it's a, a real story mm. um peter jackson wants to remake it because it's uh he really likes the story and aviation and stuff but it's basically this this true story of these uh, bombers that do this run to blow up this dam and so the end of that movie is basically the the trench run from the first Star Wars and the bombers have that like hexagon sort of window <laughs> and so uh, like when he was cutting that section of the movie he was showing the editors dam busters and like before they had fx shots they had shots from that movie like filling in things like okay the planes are gonna x-wings are gonna do this and then we want to like kind of mirror this this scene so uh yeah so it even goes back before before star wars yeah i'm I'm sure in this case it was from star wars oh i'm sure it was was, yeah for sure because there it's definitely um there's there's some talk on this because this is 81 yes empire strikes back was 80 Yes. And I think I looked up a while back, like the, like the actual release dates, and they're actually they're like I think they're something like maybe six months apart when the two movies released oh, okay. or something. That's not like a full year difference. In Japan, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, because Star Star Wars might have had an even later release date then. Because I I but. know, f- looking up something, what, what what the fuck did we watch? We watched some Japanese movie, Message from Space. And that movie came out before it was seventy eight, and it came out a few months before Star Wars came out in Japan. And they mm. tried to make like this rip off Star Wars and release it before <laughs> the actual <laughs> Star Wars came out. <laughs> and so, yeah, I wonder if if by Empire, maybe they had gotten it on on track where it was releasing around the same time, or yeah, I don't know. But it's like it's because there's certainly some parallels. Like, Faust very clearly looks like Vader. Well, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Like, it's... And so it's just there's, there's these weird parallels that run around in it sometimes. That when that guy was showing up, I just kept thinking, like, was this guy in the first movie? Did I forget about this guy? I sure don't remember this and, guy. And, uh, he was not in the first movie at all. Okay, well, that makes me feel a hell of a lot better. Because <laughs> I was really like, man, did I just totally forget this guy? <laughs> No, the uh, the Queen Prometheum was there, but yeah, no, I did totally forget her though. <laughs> and they were showing those those flashbacks of that part of the movie, of of the first movie, and I was just like, man, I really don't remember this. <laughs> I remember them blowing up the planet, but I do not remember this this at all. This is weird. Yeah. It's, uh, but hey, what are you gonna do? Yeah, so I gotta tough to find that balance of where to watch the sequel where you still remember the first movie but it's not so fresh that it yeah it's kind of like uh, i don't want more of this right now <laughs> for sure i don't know how much uh, yeah i don't know i my memory's not great on certain things mm-hmm. anyway like i don't know i'm trying to remember this movie and i literally <laughs> just finished this a couple hours ago <laughs> Um. Hmm. Like, one of the things I was trying to remember, I don't know that this is worth talking about, but uh, the dude with the cowboy stuff, the little fat guy with the cowboy, the, oh, yeah, the sombrero yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 
the not the sombrero, but the the hat and the poncho. That's what I'm yeah, trying to think he's of. Yeah, got the glasses. And, yeah. yeah. So this movie starts with the kid, and then he's got the the poncho and stuff when he goes off, and I'm like. Didn't that poncho guy look a lot different? It's not the same guy, is he? And then eventually, before they showed the that grave and the ship and stuff, way before that, I remembered, like, oh, wait, no, he became part of that guy's ship. <laughs> right. Like, and oh, you see shit. him again a little bit at the end where yes. he's like, oh, it's like, yeah, this, there's some crazy stuff going on. I'm going to have to shut down for a bit. See ya. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I was glad I remembered that that guy w- became the ship brain or yeah, whatever. Otherwise, you'd be like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it threw me for a while because I was just like, "This kid, I mean, he must have lost weight. He's been working out or something." <laughs> I guess it, being a freedom fighter is good for the uh, yeah, yeah, you the know, physique. <laughs> you you, you got to go on that diet when there's not much food around. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> But that is the the same kid from the first movie, who he does look older. He do, he does look like he's uh, right. They did age him a bit. Yeah, I don't know how old he's supposed to be in the first movie or this movie, but yeah, I I think I'd heard somewhere that he's fifteen in this movie. In but this one, I don't okay. think it says it anywhere in the movie or anything. Uh, yeah, some outside person doing whatever calculations or fact checking <laughs> you can do on that maybe it says it, it in the in the the comic maybe and then people are you know just applying it yeah because i because the box says it takes place two years after the first film but like summary i think i saw a summary on on wikipedia says it's three years yeah so that's what like, i saw yeah so there's some discrepancy there and well, who I don't knows? Know. Yeah, who knows? It, it's some amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> so, how disjointed was this film for you? How disjointed? <laughs> no, I liked it. I, I, it was disjointed. I don't know that it was disjointed. I, I enjoyed it. I think I liked it more than the first one, but I just lost track of everything going on as yeah. it went on. Yeah. Like it seemed like it was real focused at the beginning. And then he finds Maytel, and then it started to, like, fracture at that point because other stuff starts coming in. Yeah. yeah. And, like, like, I understand that they want to get the Harlock in there. You know, I want <laughs> right. to get the cameo in there and stuff. But, like, all of that stuff just seems... It's yeah, like it's not part of it. <laughs> right. The, there, there's just a lot of shit thrown into this movie. Yeah. And, and so I feel like... Maybe for people who are super into Leiji Matsumoto and stuff, like, here comes Harlock. Yay! You know, everybody's cheering, you know. But I just know him as this guy that comes into things, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's kind of why, like, I almost wanted to show you, like, Arcadia of my youth before all of this, because that takes, because that's okay, the origin yeah. story of Harlock, and okay. it really sets him up as the character. Yeah. And in a way, knowing that before going into these movies would have helped but it's also a movie that came out after the galaxy express stuff so it's kind of weird but i mean honestly i suppose you should have watched ideally would have been the captain harlock tv series from the 70s which okay obviously just time constraints on that or yeah man out the window you know i like these galaxy express i like i like it 
And so then I look up the series, and I'm like, oh, maybe I can watch the series. It's on Amazon. It's a hundred and some fucking episodes. Oh, God, Christ almighty. <laughs> right. <laughs> maybe not. I think, I can't remember if Harlock was, I, I want to say it was close to 50 episodes. That's still a I want to say it was a four-season one, but it might have only been a two-season one. I can't. It's been a while. It's been a while. But also, that one would have been a good one to go for, because that was also directed by Rentaro. Oh, okay. So it's the same director across yeah. that span of things. And it's interesting to watch his change as a director through that time, through uh, the Harlock TV series, which doesn't have much of his stylistic... Uh, identity at all right and then the first movie where he's kind of inserting little bits that are just really weird and and then you get to this movie and it's just full-blown rentaro just yeah there's a lot of of stuff like that in in this movie that i like quite a bit yeah visually this movie is just got so much weird imagery in it that's just awesome yeah it seems like a lot a lot better directed to me in terms of using like different animation styles Right. And, like, there's a shot in this movie that's so cool where it's towards the beginning when the uh, the ship, the ship, the fucking train is going to take off. The first time the train's going to take off and the those little dudes, like, switch the tracks. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so they switch the tracks and then there's this unbroken shot overhead where it, like, goes over to the... Oh yeah, and the camera kind of like spins around. Yeah, and, and it's sh- and it's just one shot where it it goes and shows like okay, those tracks are a fucking dead end into a brick wall or whatever the fuck. Yeah, and then it turns back around and shows like the train coming, and it's all one animated shot, and it's really cool, and like stuff like that, you would not not like that's a lot of work, <laughs> yeah. and so I feel like. You know, you got to have somebody with some vision who's just right. like, no, this is what we need. You know, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Come on, I mean, guys. <laughs> I, mean, I love Rintaro as a director. Like, yeah. I don't know so much as a storyteller. Yeah. But in terms of, like, putting out a really good-looking visual representation of what he's trying to do. Like, he has this really good idea of what to show on the screen at any given moment and he does he has a good good handle on that and this is kind of the first time where i think he's like he really comes into his own and like his older stuff is kind of him still developing a style or maybe it's just that he's locked down by a studio system or something and like but this is the movie that i feel like he's he breaks out and becomes (laughs) rintaro for real (laughs) yeah no there's a lot of really cool stuff in this i i love this shit in the towards the beginning when it gets all uh just like sketch lines and yeah and like the ghost train stuff with yeah, the outline it, of that yeah ghost anything train. with the ghost train just looks really yeah, cool it's really and cool like i i love the scene as well where he's like he's running away from the ship behind him like shooting him and you see the bullets on the ground it's like this front shot of him running and then he gets hit in the shoulder and it just cuts to like yeah. this black and white yeah like the blood is still red and it's just this right super, right like it's just stuff like that that kind of defines Rintaro as a director. That yeah. He'll just do these really crazy visuals with interesting color contrasts. and See, that's the kind of, like, I feel animation should be like that. <laughs> right. I, right. I, I just, I don't, yeah, like, like uh, 
sometimes there's more of a focus on like replicating reality yeah as opposed to stylized and i know it's just like uh you know whatever one person likes or doesn't like but for me personally man style over realism in animation should be yeah like number one (laughs) yeah it's like the play to your medium strength yeah the strength of animation is its ability to not be realistic when it wants to be and you can really do a lot of just cool shit like this yeah and And they're very cinematic moments too like they they heighten the you know he gets shot and it's like oh fuck he got shot (laughs) you know it's not like he just crumpled down or whatever and so like in a in a regular movie where it could be slow motion or whatever the fuck you know it's uh it's it's just cinematically telling the story well visually right it's like he's a really good director for that and and yeah for me personally that outweighs any of the weird uh narrative clumsiness of some of his movies that yeah there's definitely some clumsiness (laughs) stuff here but the thing with the the way the story is in this movie i don't i feel like it's all there and if i was present (laughs) like if i was like locked in enough to remember all of the things and i knew all the people and i was really intent on everything i feel like it's all there i just don't know i don't know i feel bad saying like oh well he just fucked up (laughs) (laughs) but there definitely does seem to be stuff like like that fucking harlock just coming in out of nowhere and like that one part when when fucking what's that girl i always want to say esmeralda but emeraldus yeah like she just shows up right and it's like hey here's Maytel. she's like fucking floating around in space <laughs> here saves her bye and it's like what <laughs> what was that it's kind of it's just kind of you know like, okay right <laughs> odd choice but i guess if you're super into it you'd be like oh there she is yay yeah i mean that that kind of is what it, it really feels like is it's just a hey here's a cameo of Leiji Matsumoto's greatest hits kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and so that kind of seems odd, but I, I guess, you know, yeah. I don't mind rolling with it because and overall it's fine. And I don't know how much Leiji Matsumoto does that in the manga as well. I feel like he probably does. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, know anything about him, but... I, I have a feeling that Harlock, <laughs> and especially in Emeraldus 2, probably oh, yeah. just pop up just freaking constantly. And <laughs> I, he seems like that kind of a guy. Just yeah. Just popping up and doing things like that yeah he's definitely he does that in all the leiji matsumoto stuff that's at least the stuff that takes place in this world anyway yeah i feel like he's he's popped up quite a few times in things that we've seen yeah like fucking everything every leiji matsumoto thing (laughs) i mean i don't know how much leiji matsumoto we've seen other than the first Galaxy Express. We watched that Daft Punk movie. Yeah, was he? He wasn't in that one. I don't know. He? I don't he, think he was in that. I one. feel like he might have been. <laughs> Maybe for like a second. I don't know. Maybe, but I do know he pops up in the third Galaxy Express movie. Oh well. <laughs> Again, as just yeah, a, as hey. to be expected. I'm pretty sure Emeraldus is in there too. But why not? Yeah, throw them all in. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, 
Emeraldus kind of makes sense because she's Maytel's sister, so they actually. Oh, okay. I totally forgot that. <laughs> so they're actually like related and have a connection, but. But then, like, how? And she actually, just they... shows up out of nowhere, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I saved her. Here you go. See ya. Like, what is that? <laughs> what? <laughs> it just like have a cameo, but don't make it such like a a like. Totally, like, what the fuck just happened? I mean, I guess that's part of the charm, but... Yeah, it's just that... That's some weird Leiji Matsumoto stuff for you. Harlock will just show up, do I something, guess. and take off. It and just seems like an odd... It's kind of like uh, his version of Superman, just... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you did I a... Super, like, if you did a, a, a story with Superman in it from, like, a normal person's perspective yeah. like superman just boom hey how you doing you all right all right bye <laughs> just like what what was right. that <laughs> that's true <laughs> so that's harlock and i can't remember the fuck em emeraldus yeah, emeraldus yeah seems emerald so, with it seems an, weird though. <laughs> emerald with an ass at the end <laughs> yeah, there you go yeah i just i can't get it in my head so they're sisters. I'm pretty sure they're sisters. It's been a while, but I won't, uh, there's a lot of confusion in Lady Matsumoto stuff. Well, but. see, like maybe they're sisters in one thing, but they're not sisters in this e thing. Exactly. That, that's what I mean by like Lady Matsumoto does not particularly yeah. worry about continuity. If he just does whatever fits the story at the moment. <laughs> right. Huh. But I'm I do remember them being related and and that got me thinking like well doesn't that mean Emeraldus is gonna be like some like princess or queen or whatever for we like what <laughs> like that's true like shouldn't she be involved in this a little deeper if that is that the, the third movie where she's got a machine planet too <laughs> <laughs> I hope not uh, no sadly the third movie ends on a cliffhanger oh. And, like, the credits are like, next year we'll have the next movie, and it never came out. They so never there, made there it. was never a fourth movie. Well, that's and, weird. <laughs> so I don't know what happened there, but they clearly were planning it, and it yeah. got killed at the last minute. That's weird. Because they, uh, I was looking, they made, like, other series and stuff after that. So yeah, like, yeah. So it's, hmm. the franchise certainly didn't die. But yeah. But for some reason, that, that particular movie got axed they're just like fuck it <laughs> it's not that good <laughs> let's call it a wrap boys yeah which which is sad because i still like that third movie i think it's still entertaining and yeah enjoyable but i wouldn't put it on this level of quality that we get from the first two movies but hmm. well it's still we'll find out. it's still one i wish the, the had gotten its proper sequel because i would have yeah i don't like for it. i don't like to see stuff like that happen where it's just yeah. like yeah we you know like dark tower you know like you know that they're they had a sequel going or whatever right. in their in their heads at least they had something ain't gonna make it you know yeah. so it's like god damn it uh yeah there's there's definitely stuff in this movie that i think got rushed like Meowdar's friendship with Tetsuro is kind of just yeah instantaneous and there you go and they never right they just sort of hang out and then they're buddies and he's crying at the at the end there for him and it's like okay <laughs> I mean I like him too he's a cat boy but you know <laughs> jeez 
It really likes this guy. Like, yeah, it's like that just didn't seem like it should have had more of a connection between them or some more a, right. a deeper relationship growth to that. See, and that's where I don't like it's a good movie. I enjoy it, but I feel like it could be a lot better if right. stuff like that was more developed. Right. And there's a quite a quite a lot of things like that that like oh you could have like tied this in and yeah definitely like siren at the end that just, shit like, is just like well, and another it, thing we're it just, just like, out what of the nowhere fuck? Right. just like, like oh we're, we're i guess we're at the end of the movie but wait there's still another like half hour to this what's going on wait what is siren what is going like right that just shows up out of fucking nowhere like that i mean and that's something that you could have just so easily slipped in conversation beforehand of just like mentioning it something yeah like like a rumor somewhere early on or just somebody talking about this thing that exists somewhere in space and yeah just to give it some kind of a (laughs) like not so much just completely random here's a black hole killing everything yeah it just literally came out of nowhere yeah that that was and the foreshadowing that does exist of it like doesn't really mean anything at the time. It's more like, oh, we're curving to the right. I don't know why. Weird. Oh, that's part of that. Yeah, because that's the big, the gravitational pull of Siren. Uh, They're noticing that early, but you have no connection of the two. Uh, yeah, it no. doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a like a fulfillment of what was going on there. It just feels like. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally forgot they were pulling to the right until just right now when you mentioned it. Because it happens, and I'm like, oh shit, they're pulling to the right, like, what's going on? And then it's gone, and (laughs) now they're on some planet, and then, yeah, I never connected that. Wow. Okay, well, yeah. See, there's stuff like that where it could be connected, but then they don't. Right, it's just... And just as a whole thing, it, it feels like it could be better. Right. And I'm with you on that. And yeah. honestly, that's like, this is basically the quintessential Rintaro film. That <laughs> yeah, it could <laughs> like, be better. Like, I think I've heard somewhere that, like, Rintaro is like, he's the director that, like, everybody agrees that half his films are amazing and the other half are kind of crap, but nobody can agree on which films are which. Because um, <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's just... Yeah, but, well, like, it has all these problems, but at the same time... It's cool. (laughs) I like it. I mean, and and that's what I mean by like, just his visual flair just makes up for all that for me personally. I don't definitely, especially in this one. Yeah, I don't remember too much of it in the first one, but yeah, the first one it it had little pieces, but it was way more minor than this. Yeah, and it and that's again where I kind of feel like this is the Return of the Jedi compared to the New Hope of the of just that Return of the Jedi had so much more built into it because he had this all figured out by that right. point, whereas New Hope was just, we're going to make a movie, and it was just, that was it at the time. And Yeah. And this one again. I mean, Star Wars is dope. That first Star Wars, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a damn good movie. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like that's the case with this, where all that, like, the animation is much better here. The... Yeah, the detail, yeah. the just the presence of style and stuff, and is more just yeah out there. And, and but at the same time, it's kind of telling the same story and addressing the same ideas. Yeah, kind and doing of the same stuff. Like the whole thing where he's becoming a man at the end, 
Yeah, that's... Like, that shit just blindsided me. I was like, oh, this is a coming-of-age story? <laughs> Apparently it is. Okay, he's a man now. Like, what? <laughs> Where the fuck did that come from? And then on the on the disc, it had a trailer. And so I watched the trailer, and it's in the trailer where it's just like, he becomes a man at the end <laughs> yeah. of the trailer. Like, okay, maybe I should have watched the fucking trailer first so I knew that that was the thing that was going to happen. Because, man, I just had no clue <laughs> that that was happening. And, you know, that's, that's again, where I feel like this film, like, why did this film need to exist? Because I kind of thought the first film was him becoming a man. Like, I thought that was what the first film was about, was okay. him growing up. Well, and, like, I forgot it if it was, but, huh. So it's kind of like, yeah, I, f I feel like this movie is more about memory than anything. And because it starts off with. I think kind of one of the first things they say in dialogue is the old man talking about his memories of youth and how they're like a dream. And oh, okay. Like that's, I think, the first line of dialogue in the entire oh, movie. okay. And it's like that... And there's a lot of that in there, of memories of the past, of what he's been through before with Maytel and what that has all meant to him and that yeah it's a very backwards looking film in a lot of ways and that it's like everyone is kind of looking to this past and he's like you know he's going past these planets he's been to like the one with the graveyard where you yes see, it's all looking at what he's been through before and how that has shaped him so it's okay. kind of a retrospective journey in a way yeah and then even when he first meets the the what the fuck is that guy's name darth vader Oh, the Faust. Faust. Yeah. He meets that guy, and then that dude sends him into some time portal yeah, where he just relives like, his mom's death. Right, and he's just he sends him back there. Maytel is constantly talking about the people she will always remember, the people that she's journeyed with, and that she's always with yeah. a child and bringing right. them to adulthood. And like that, those memories always stay with her. Queen Prometheum is always talking about this past that you know you find out about her past that she lived on this planet and was her life was ruined and she's trying to rebuild this past glory that she had before yeah that's and kind of that's that's like the that's one hell of a single mom she <laughs> yeah. fucking builds a whole machine planet like jesus yeah. christ wow <laughs> i was i was impressed now see they don't mention her having two daughters do they at that point she's no, just hanging out with maytel yeah it's like maytel's the only one right. she really talks about so i don't know what emeraldus is doing in there yeah maybe she was off with uh flying around or something <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as a baby <laughs> saving people yeah i kind of have this weird idea that like she like Prometheus escaped with Maytel, but didn't get to bring emeraldus with her and so emeraldus just grew um, up yeah maybe and became a pirate because what yeah. else did she have or she something? She sold her to pirates. <laughs> sold the infant child. Yeah, I mean... It, yeah, so it's like everything is kind of like... Examining and in dealing with these past events. That's true. And even the whole of the movie is dealing with the, the past of the first movie. And like <laughs> right. retelling it in a way. Right. It's different. It's, it's not the same. Because the first movie has all that stuff about he's trying to, like, become a robot and get the robot body. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's stuff there's stuff about that in this movie, but it's different. Yeah, it's more like... 
that's just the established conflict, so they're just running through the paces on that. Yeah. But yeah, kind of. I kind of feel like where that comes in, even that kind of ties into this past year, where because a lot of this is this theme of generational progression, okay. and that these robots living forever do not have that. Oh, okay. And like, like you have this this thing where he wants to go back to the Earth where his comrades' blood is this is, has spilled on the ground, and and Harlock says something about that of that passing generation of him having this blood. Uh, from the previous generations and that's how we progress yeah 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 that each generation takes over and and that's but there's also this fading of the things that go away into the past and this memories that go that fade away into the past and stuff so i don't know that i really like get what it's trying to say (laughs) yeah but i'm like i'm there is definitely this big uh focus on past and memories for sure yeah, I didn't even connect all of that stuff when I was watching it. Probably because of the the pretty lights. I was just like, Ooh, look at that. <laughs> a lot of pretty lights. Yeah. Ooh, they're going through like a 2001 fucking ex- yeah, they, psychedelic experience. Yeah, they totally go experience. through yeah. that at the end of the movie. There's just like <laughs> this big, weird... Which was really cool. Yeah, I, lo- I love that scene. Yeah, yeah. So much weird crap going on in it. Yeah. I like that it was kind of roughly animated. I I always like to see the humanity of stuff like that. Like, mm, yeah. like I love the old Wallace and Gromit shorts more than the newer stuff because in the old ones you can still see the guy's fingerprints like moving with each frame mm. and like the the shape of the clay is always like fucking like warbling around because it's just. It's like he was just a guy making this with no money at the, you know, the first one. Yeah. And so I like when I can see the the ragged glory, you know, I don't know, I like it. <laughs> and so that sequence was a little bit like that. It wasn't so tightly animated. Yeah. Or drawn. It was just kind of <clears throat> abstract and cool. I liked it. Yeah. I, I also got to say that queen prometheum in here when she's just this ghost-like form yeah like that just looks so cool i love when they manage to animate just smoke or weird energy forms like that yeah so well yeah Yeah, she was because yeah i mean you thought i thought we fucking killed her in the first movie (laughs) like what (laughs) now she's back okay now she's this weird ghost thing yeah and and she was like i was trying to understand what what that little place was because every time somebody went there whenever they showed it it would be kind of out of focus and then when they would show the person like talking to them it would be in focus so i got the sense that there was some kind of a bubble around them and then they were like show and then so whenever you'd see a wide shot it would be a little bit out of focus of that yeah, mm, I'd have to. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. I mean, there's there's so many weird sci-fi locations and stuff in here. Yeah, that it's like I'm not. That specific one isn't popping out. It's, uh, like, it's like Maytel's talking to her the first time when they go down there, and then somebody else goes down there and talks to her, and they do the same sort of thing where it's out of focus and in focus inside this little area. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. There's, I do remember the. The part where Maytel's like going down this elevator through the weird like pipes and yeah, stuff, and yeah. they're like all transparent and glass. Like I think that's probably what it was. Like there's like that glass is 
on the outside. So if it was showing a shot from outside that you were seeing through the glass, and yeah, fogging it. So I think that's probably what it was, but I'm not remembering specific shot for shot on that. But yeah, I don't know. But it was it was definitely a choice. I don't. It wasn't like a fucked up video master or anything like <laughs> right. that. Because sometimes that kind of stuff can make things blurry, but. That definitely wasn't the case. Yeah, I think here. this has a pretty solid master on yeah, this DVD. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It definitely looks nice and crisp. Um, oh, that's another thing that where Faust reminds me of Vader. Is there something where he's talking to Quentin Prometheum and he's like kneeled down like, oh, like really? Vader to the Emperor yeah, kind yeah, of? Yeah, it, yeah. it just there's this one shot where it's it's just like oh that's like just totally reminds me of Vader, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and then at the end, he's like, hey, I'm your dad. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> that came out of nowhere, but okay. Yeah, that that's what I mean by, like, where did, uh, like, that's why, I would, like, comparing that to the release of Empire yeah. is such an important, like, because it's, they're so close, like, would, were they just copying that? Because the movie must have been in production significantly before Empire released. Yeah, for sure. And and it feels like this is cuz when you look back on it everything Faust does makes sense through that lens. Okay. And so I don't feel like that could have been something they just inserted at the end as just a oh well Star Wars did it, we got to do it. Yeah, I don't know that they would do it like that, but cuz so much of what he does is very directly about Tetsuro and and their relationship. Yeah. And that you know, he sends him to the back past to see his mother die. like why would he do that if he didn't like know and understand right. all this? And the whole big like he makes this big deal with Harlock about being the about seeing the duel and passing it on. Yeah, and, yeah. And I I feel like none of that makes sense without that relationship, that father-son relationship. And so I feel like that's baked into the story at, sure. a, at a very early le stage that couldn't have just been ripped off of right. Empire in that short time. Yeah, because, I mean, the thing in Empire is just literally that thing at the end. Like, there's not much else beyond that in terms of, oh, familial ties. You can see it in this scene. or It's not really yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah, and in and in this movie, I kind of like if you look for it, there is kind of that family sure, tie yeah. running through it, where you can see that Faust has a focus on Tetsuro and not in a necessarily antagonistic way. Yeah, like he's there to kind of test him and see what's going on, but he's doing. You can see him doing it as a father, trying to see how his son has grown. And yeah, I'm I'm curious about how you know his son became like i don't know how <laughs> I, I don't know if i need more but i i definitely am left with some questions yeah and i mean and there's definitely like that parallel too where his mom tells him that oh your dad died fighting the machine empire yeah which oh, that's very true. much parallels yeah. obi-wan telling yeah, yeah, luke yeah. that vader that his father died fighting or that vader killed his father yeah and, and so it's kind of like he thinks his father's dead surprise <laughs> yeah so it's like there's 
So it's this weird parallel, and I'm like, would it could it really have been taken out of Star Wars? Probably that not. Close of a time, yeah. because and I know that Vader being Luke's father was a tight secret until the release of the film. Yeah. So I don't think there was any way for that to have. I just I can't picture that actually having transferred. And no, yeah, there was another line of dialogue that they had David Prowse, the actor in the suit. They had him say some other line, and then only when he saw the movie did he he see like, oh shit, they changed the line. Like <laughs> I'm his dad. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so yeah, I I just yeah I I don't think it's. It's, I mean, you know, I don't know. It's a story. The guy's his dad. It's kind of a universal thing. It's not like yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just had to take this from Star Wars. Yeah, so. and, it, and it is so weird because there is so much that does seem like it's Star Wars-ish. Like, there's little TIE fighter windows. Yeah, there's and little It just little Faust's bits. general design is reminiscent of Vader in a lot of ways. And Yeah. But, but from Vader, they would have at least a couple of years from seeing him in the first movie right and, stuff. and so it's so it's a really weird one to try and like yeah. how much was just hey that was cool in star wars we should do that too and when much. was the was the the comic was it like before of, star wars of this specific movie i do not know oh, okay i'm not even entirely sure there was a comic of this movie oh okay because I was thinking maybe Faust is a, a guy in the comic and George Lucas was like, hey, let's make his... Because like, I know that he was supposedly yeah. influenced by the Yamato movies, or at least the first series or movie yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I kinda, I'm pretty sure Faust was not a part of that in any way, shape, or form. But that's... Because the Yamato series, I think, is, does not actually have Harlock in it. That's... Uh... Why not? Separate <laughs> Have <story>. him show up. <laughs> I think he wanted to. It's like there was some weird thing where it was like supposed to be Harlock, yeah. and then it like it for some reason didn't become Harlock's yeah. uh, story or something. But hmm. been too long since I looked into it. But it was like a weird thing where it, it was like, yeah, Leiji Matsumoto had originally wanted the Yamato series to be the Harlock story. Oh, okay. So, it, but hmm. for whatever reason, they kind of wound up uh, being different things. Hmm. Well, I just know that George Lucas was influenced by a lot of stuff, including a lot of Asian things. So right. it's, it's possible that maybe it was the other way around. Maybe yeah. he he took some design. I mean, even just the uh, the classic samurai right. uh, helmet sort of design is kind of that uh, Darth Vader's right. sort of and I, flaring out. Yeah, thing. and I know Vader was kind of des- his helmet at least was <clears throat> designed off of samurai helmets in general, yeah. but. <coughs> yeah, I don't know that there was any uh, specific uh, thing with uh, Faust in there anywhere. Hmm. Yeah, because this movie was its own thing, mm-hmm. and so the series was going off the the comic. Yeah, because so I maybe, can't. Yeah, there is no. I comic. can't imagine there would be a comic of this because he was still writing the comic of the original that the original the movie first was based one. on. Yeah. That was still ongoing. So I can't imagine he'd written a sequel to Where it. Where do these people get the time? This <laughs> yeah. fucker's writing comics. He's got a series. He's got this movie going, you know. And and, and he's like involved in this, right? Right. You know? They, I mean, they certainly credit him with like planning yeah, and right. storyboarding and crap. So. so he was fucking doing something. Yeah, <laughs> he was busy and all this stuff. Like never sleeps. <laughs> Jesus. 
Is he still making stuff? He's still around? I think he is. I think he does still do stuff. Wow. Or at That's least cool. is uh, involved in stuff. Yeah. Harlock shows up for a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. And goes away. <laughs> Harlock will always be the cameo appearance of... Yeah. Well, it makes sense in the uh, the Superman terms, like you said. Yeah, and that's your guy. He just, just shows up. Yeah, I mean that's kind of his like his icon of like what he uh, has as the central ideal in a yeah. lot of his stories. Like Harlock is that embodiment of his ideal of what courage and honor is. So yeah, didn't you say he's like the the last human that like went into space and started kicking some ass or something like he wouldn't give up or something yeah yeah it's kind of <laughs> like my remembering of yeah it anyway. basically <laughs> earth gets taken over by aliens and he's like the one guy who's like nah i'm not accepting that okay <clears throat> even if i have to just be out here in space as a pirate and like i'm not <laughs> accepting that as the earth and so he just bones out <clears throat> Yeah, and he just uh, he becomes a pirate and, okay. and just keeps fucking with the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> he he refuses to let it end, and hmm. and that's what Arcadia of my youth would go into. Okay, is how and but why there, that that's not the same. I mean, continuity obviously not a big deal, but it's not the same storyline connected universe as this because Earth is not. I guess it is kind of taken over by aliens in the yeah, beginning of in, this movie. In this one, it's like it's robots instead of aliens. Oh, okay. But, like, but they're kind of weird looking. Yeah, I mean, they might as well be aliens. Yeah. And it's like, does this connect to the proper Harlock idea of these aliens that have taken over? I don't, does it hmm. take, did the aliens then get conquered by robot aliens? I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. Well, they were, they, I don't know. They had some sort of supernatural quality that, that where they're kind of glowing and... Yeah. Maybe it was a science thing, but... <laughs> yeah, they'd get shot and then they'd glow Yeah, and it, it and, just seemed kind of... Uh, and the way they bounce around, they do a yeah, grasshopper yeah. bouncing all over I the I guess place. robots could do that, but I just think of robots not doing su such agile things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all that's, it's cool. I liked when they were... They were in the war scenes and they're shooting yeah. all the guns off. Yeah, the gun that shot. Cool, that's yeah. another like great Rintaro moment yeah. of just the the colors of the gunfire and stuff. Right, right. That's kind of like <clears throat> I see a lot in this movie that gets later done in the Transformers movie in '86. Oh, okay. That there's a lot of shots in this movie that I, I see and I just go, oh man, that's like Transformers. Like, oh, wow. Oh, that's like, and those gunshots are, de yeah. are definitely kind of reminiscent of Transformers in the movie. There's yeah. a, a scene in there where uh, they have this big, huge battle going on and there's these arced shots in the Transformers movie that I, I watched the, the city fighting in this movie. I was like, oh my God, that looks like the <laughs> battle for Autobot City. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> The Transformers movie animated by... By Toei. Same yeah, company okay. that animated this. And well, there you go. Only like five years later, so I imagine a lot of the same animators yeah. actually were still around and working on both movies. So. Yeah. Like there a lot go. of the, the scenes on uh, that the planet at the end... Yeah. And, the, and when Siren shows up and starts fucking everything up, like a lot of that reminds me of 
the opening on the Transformers movie when Lythone gets destroyed and okay. it's just like there's just tons of these little shots just the the robot designs lightly reminiscent of some of the Lythone robots and, oh okay like wow. it's just weird little things in there that it's just like whoa what 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 <laughs> like <laughs> that's cool like close enough that it reminds me of things but not like identical like, yeah just yeah. little bits and usually just very small little elements of it little tidbits of uh Hmm. snippets or a, a certain specific shot of like a road crumbling away that you know. okay hmm. it's like in the transformers movie you've got unicron and he's sucking people up and so there's all and when he devours lithone it's just all the people are just like flying up into his mouth just like and it's just like it, there's a lot of flying there's a lot of that in this, in this yeah, when yeah, siren yeah. is of just sucking shit in that's and, true and it's it's just that whole scene at the end of this reminds me of that stuff yeah, in transformers and it's just true. like whoa like <laughs> i had no idea this was so similar the first time i watched it it kind of blew me away but well this uh this is kind of a big deal this galaxy express yeah so and rentaro in general kind of a yeah. big deal yeah the transformers movie did it that's like an american movie but it's a japanese movie like, yeah, Transformers is, I mean, it's it's written by Americans, but it's animated in Japan and based on a Japanese toy line. Yeah. Or several Japanese toy lines, honestly. But So it's, it's a really weird blur. I just it, wonder, like, who's writing and then there's got to be some connection between the people animating and the people writing and, you know, and so, like, where they just like yeah let's yeah remember this shit in Galaxy Express that was dope let's fucking draw a thing like that you know maybe you yeah know. I kind I kind of have some feeling that it's like at a key art level or something where it's yeah. just like the same guys were kind of responsible for yeah. stuff in Galaxy Express and wound up doing a lot of this, uh, similar artwork right huh well off to go down the. Uh the filmography rabbit hole and <laughs> yeah. see who's who's connected. Yeah, let's do a cross reference of the animators and yeah. I know the Transformers the movie has a pretty uh, thorough credits at the end of different anim- of the animators. And oh, stuff. okay. Like when it gets to the animators list, it's like oh hey, there's there's a million Japanese names scrolling by here. Okay, so I mean <laughs> it would definitely be possible to right. pull names out of that movie. Um, I don't know about this one so much. This had a, a sparser. I sure didn't credits. see too many. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how easy it would be to pin them down to being on this. Right. Well. One of life's great mysteries. Another one. <laughs> Just. Uh, yeah. But it's the same company, probably. Yeah. I mean. Yeah don't normally think of transformers as an anime but it basically is yeah it's kind of one of those weird things where it kind of is but it's kind of not yeah it's 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 is there a joint a, is there a japanese like dub of it i'm sure there is i haven't seen it but i know there i know that that movie was dubbed in, into different languages yeah i've seen a little bit of the french version but <laughs> Adieu. <laughs> Adieu, Transformers. Yeah. The movie. 
Edgy Optimus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking yeah, I just because like the American one is the is the that's the the one the baseline right right because so. it was it was Hasbro that bought up all the rights to all these toys and then combined them into a single yeah. unifying line, but then in Japan you also have the original toy companies that still held held all of those rights in Japan and so Transformers in Japan was a thing of its own. And there was actually a comic book of Transformers in Japan that's its own continuity and its own yeah. thing. And that was going on at the same time the huh. English stuff was going on. And then then there were the British comics, which have their own continuity. And then the there Brits. Were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. There was a... There was a actually, I knew, there was the Marvel comics in America and the cartoon continent, which were two separate things. Yeah. And then in Britain, there was also a Marvel comics that they did that supplement that we're like so it's just where everybody has a monocle (laughs) top hat (laughs) i say Uh, then there was like there was a book series on it that was its own thing and then there was like the european mainland stuff that was like no transformers right from the start has been this weirdly fractured uh, multiple continuity like I think Optimus Prime and Megatron weren't in the the mainland Europe stuff, so huh. you had two comp- so Jetfire and Soundwave. I think were the leaders of the t- of the two instead of Optimus Prime and Megatron in mainland Europe. And oh, weird. So it's just really yeah. It's just everything goes totally nuts. Yeah, in, that's, in that's franchise very it's, strange. There, there's no consistency <laughs> between different versions of Transformers and Well, let's give a big thanks to Michael Bay for bringing it all together <laughs> and, and creating a brand new continuity. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't seen any of those so I can't really say if they're if they if they brought it together. Or no, not, not really, they're just another one to the just pile. Another one, just yeah. another one to add on to the pile oh, okay. of different versions of Transformers. Maybe it's the definitive <laughs> top of the pile. <laughs> Cuz I'm I, I know there is a comic series based on the Michael Bay movies that takes place in that Good version Lord. of it and then there's other tr- comic series that don't and are still running and simultaneously and yeah Tran- transformers is a really tangled mess of continuities i guess so to the point that it's actually canon to the franchise that there are multiple continuities and oh, okay <laughs> that the there every like sort of like how in star trek you'd had the mirror world or whatever where everybody uh-huh. had a mustache and was evil and <laughs> uh, yeah okay <laughs> like sort of like that like that's just a part of Transformers basic lore is that there's these multiple worlds yeah. multiple realities Multiverse or whatever. Yeah. They Isn't that a DC thing too, where there's yeah. like all the fucking yeah, DC does that. different worlds. DC was, I think probably the first one to really do that. Marvel yeah. has done it big time as well. Oh really? Okay. But I think DC was kind of the first to really push that. As yeah. A I thing. feel like it's a DC thing. They, they were definitely doing it pretty big. Hmm by certainly the 80s and i think long before that maybe they were all inspired by leiji masamoto's <laughs> loose <laughs> grasp of continuity <laughs> maybe who knows well i don't know what else to say about this movie uh, yeah, it's it's 
fun. There's a lot of action, a lot of cool visuals. I don't know. What more could you want? Yeah. A coherent story? Come on. <laughs> Who needs that? <laughs> yeah, you could want a, a few things, but I don't... That's the thing. Like, I don't even know... Like, it would be better, but I don't know that it would be better. I don't, yeah. I think it's fine as it is. It's just not... It doesn't hit as hard as I know it could, but... Eh. Yeah. I, there's. <laughs> it has shortcomings, but at the same time, it's just so engaging yeah it's fine I, I don't know I like it yeah I would say I like it better than the first one mm. how what say you I'm, I don't know I'm <laughs> a little on the fence on it because I think narratively the first one holds up a little better yeah probably in, yeah in terms of just keeping to an actual coherent theme that's true even if it does feel a little rushed and episodic but this one has bodies being processed into energy pills (laughs) and that's that is pretty cool yeah it's just like a lot of points for me yeah but like you said it's just like the directing here is much more on point in terms of presenting what it's doing this does a better job of it it does i think the first times i watched it i i felt like the first movie felt like it was uh doing more like it was tackling bigger more impressive themes and yeah and doing kind of a better job of that where this one just felt like a crazy action film where stuff was blowing up but without a whole lot of purpose it does seem that way yeah it's just more entertaining i think i don't know yeah yeah it's just so it's yeah it's a little uh do you want art house or do you want grindhouse i mean yeah where is your preference lean in that spectrum I right. think determines which movie you would like better. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they are kind it's, of, kind of like that. But yeah, so it's 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 kind of hard for me to tell because I I like both of them, and, but I see both of them as being flawed in certain yeah. ways. So it's that's kind of always what I feel with a Rentaro film is that it does some really, really awesome stuff, but there's flaws that <laughs> hold it back. Oh, <laughs> poor Rentaro. Is he still making stuff? I don't think he's made anything major in a long time. Oh, poor Rentaro. I know he's still around, but I think he's, uh, I mean, maybe he's just done stuff that I just haven't, uh, paid attention to, but maybe he, he went off and became a man. <laughs> maybe. He's <laughs> no longer writing the galaxy express. Hmm. Uh, the last major movie I'd heard of him doing was some like kids movie, was, which kids movie, which kind of threw me for a loop because I'm like, it's not what I normally think of him for, but okay. Yeah, well, fucking the director of uh, Mad Max, all the Mad Max made Babe and and uh, mm-hmm. well, Babe, he made Babe two. He I think he produced the first Babe. And he mm. made the fucking Happy Feet oh, yeah. <laughs> movies and stuff. So, you know, <laughs> it's uh, people can be multifaceted. Yeah. yeah. I think the last time I tried to look up Rentaro's filmography, it kind of like faded off into the 2000s mm. and didn't have uh, much concrete films after that. Uh, that's too bad. What's the kids movie? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. I'd have to look that up. Uh, oh well, it has faded away. Yeah, like the memories of your youth. 
as the, the memories of anyone's youth like the you know it's yeah. like a dream yeah actually like the last major <laughs> thing i can think of that he directed was um metropolis yeah i, I remember that but that was that's a long time ago yeah I was like, what, 2001 or something? Something like that, yeah. Early 2000s, somewhere in there. Maybe he's fed up with CG. He's just like, ah, I'm done with this. <laughs> Maybe. Everything's CG now. But Maybe he's just tired. <clears throat> he retired. He's like, fuck it. I'm done. Yeah, he's like, I did what I, I said what I wanted to say. I'm, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, it's, it's perfectly okay to call it a day. Yeah. Got a lot of fun movies under his belt, so. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll. I guess that's it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you if you want to if, if you like the first one, definitely watch this one. Right. It's uh, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. All right. And uh, so I guess uh, I'll say at you. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. <laughs> So